Welcome everyone, my name is Woody, and on today's episode, I talk with one of the most influential vegan chefs in the world, Mary Madden. Mary is a vegan chef who has high-profile clients such as Jeremy Piven, Ellie Goulding, and Travis Barker. She has also published her critically acclaimed cookbook entitled Nom Yourself, Simple Vegan Cooking through Penguin Publishing. We chat about the stigma attached to the vegan lifestyle, and her non-traditional path to becoming a social media influencer and personality. All that and more on this episode of the Super Tight Pack. Super Tight. Have you ever done a podcast before? Oh wait, has it started already? Is this it? I mean, it's it's rolling, <laughs> but we can edit, uh, we can edit it. To I've start never done whenever. a podcast, but I did. Uh, I did do a couple of radio interviews in my time. Like major radios? No, like local radio stations. In Florida? In Florida, in Connecticut, um, a couple different places I've Connecticut? Lived. Were you on a book tour? No, I lived in Connecticut for two and a half years. What the hell were you doing in Connecticut? <laughs> I, well, is this, did this start? Should I like tell my life story right now? <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, I, I, Worked at a record label in Connecticut. Um, started off as a secretary and then started managing it. Uh, I was there for about two years. What kind um, of label was it? It was the hardcore label. Hardcore metal? <laughs> hardcore metal. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually Jamie Jasta, the singer of Hatebreed. Uh, it was his record label. Um, yeah, managed it for two years. Left there, moved to Baltimore to manage another record label. And then decided I needed to get out of the music industry, left, <laughs> quit my job, became a nanny. And that's really how I started cooking. So was, you went from hardcore record label yeah. and to nanny. I should probably say to you <laughs> that I never listened to hardcore music before running this record label. I never, I wasn't into hardcore music. Uh, I actually worked at a screen printing company at the time. <laughs> And Jamie printed his T-shirts for everyone on the label at the printing company. Yeah. So he came in one day and I was just like packing T-shirts. Listening and he's to like, Vanessa Carlton. And he's like, do you Carlton. want a new job? And I'm like, yes, get me out of here. I want, I want a new job. And so he took me on as basically the assistant to everything that was happening uh, with the record label. At the time, he was running two record labels, Martyr Records and Stillborn Records. So... I was kind of just like making sure all of that ran smoothly. And then once the label manager for Stillborn left, he hired me to man uh, manage the label. And I had no real, no real experience uh, managing a record label, but I had been there, I think, for like a year at that time. So I kind of knew everything that was happening. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. It all started with hardcore music. And I, I'm... I am a fan of hardcore music, but not until, honestly, like after I worked at the record label, I saw uh, Madball. Have you ever seen Madball before? No. They're a hardcore band. They're incredible. They're very influenced by hip hop. And they, I saw them first, or I heard them first live and I was completely 
blown away by it. That was like my first take into like what hardcore music is, and Damn. it was like the best experience I could have had because they're just an incredible band. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot like veganism in a way because it has such a stigma attached to it. You think of hardcore music and you immediately are, oh man, they have long hair, they headbang, they pound beers and well, smash so them on their faces like, or whatever it is. Yeah. So do you mean by stereotypes? It, yeah, they have a stigma attached to it. Yeah, and it, I, I wanted to clarify with you also on the vegan tip of like um, people have a preconceived notion of what veganism is and a lot of people that eat meat it goes against our culture in a way, our, our things that we do, barbecuing and the American way. It goes against a lot of those things. And so you should, you should just clarify what veganism actually is. What veganism yeah. is? So vegan, <laughs> well, veganism and hardcore actually, uh, as far as in my life, kind of go hand in hand. A lot of hardcore kids back in the day were straight edge and vegan. That's kind of how I got introduced to veganism. I had an ex-boyfriend who was vegan and he uh, he was straight edge at the time. And then I think like by the time our relationship was over, he wasn't straight edge anymore, still vegan, just like taught me everything about veganism. And I think I was vegan for a year and a half but like I was vegan for the wrong reasons I'm like I'm vegan because I'm dating this dude cool and then uh, we broke up I went back to eating meat for I want to say like five years and then uh, when I lived in Baltimore I went vegan again anyway so the way I found out about veganism was actually through the hardcore community a bunch of his friends were vegan and uh it kind of has the same philosophy of, you know, this kind of like brotherhood and everything that like hardcore stood for. A lot of the same things um, is what a lot of vegan communities in the United States anyway, the ones I've seen kind of stand for the same thing, uh, which is they don't believe or we don't believe in the uh, cruelty of animals, the consumption of animal products and byproducts, um, which means no meat, poultry, dairy, uh, fish, and no um, consuming products that are tested on animals. Yeah. yeah, and that's leather and everything. Leather, yeah. yes, yeah. Wow, which isn't that bad. What do you mean? I mean, people in America, and from my experience, they get freaked out. And the word, it's like a trigger word. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just, I oh, get, what do you mean? Oh, that's- definitely, and I... <laughs> And I I get it because they're, you know, even I know people that I I don't necessarily think it's veganism that is giving them a bad name. I think it's people representing uh, something that is meant to be good in not the best way possible. I've I've seen um, I've seen people represent it just not in a way that I personally would, you know. I was going to talk to this, talk to you about this later, but Morrissey is an example of that. I don't know if you're familiar with what he does at shows. I I've heard I've yeah. I've read articles. I have people send me articles every time he does something, as if it like pertains to my life. <laughs> <laughs> like every time he does something, my mom sends me an article about what he did. So that's basically what I know of Morrissey. I've never been a, a massive Morrissey fan. Um, I know a lot of people that are, and. Uh, 
as far as I know, what he does is like he just doesn't allow meat to be served in. Well, anywhere around him, we do in the festival production. Yeah. Realm. Some people tell me that you can't have anything around him. You can't wear leather. They stop serving food at the festival that has meat in it. Um, they can't eat a burrito if they're the sound guy <laughs> eating a chicken burrito. You got to throw that shit away before he'll even like go on stage. It's just nuts, and it's I think it's too much. It's way too much, and that's part of the. I think I don't think it's helping the cause. I mean, I think he's at a place in his life where if he says that those things can happen and they happen, <laughs> why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like, but that's just why? crazy. That's like so I mean, out there. That's what just, it's almost like religion. It's like forcing your religion on somebody, you know? Yes and no. I feel like if at any point, you know, and this is just my belief, if religion was cruel, which we know is, uh, Organized religion anyway, and I don't know. Should we get into this? This is like super deep, but <laughs> that's what we do on this podcast. But, we go super. But deep. I feel like it's the same thing. Like you would speak out about it, and you would go, "No, this isn't right." So why allow it? You know. So like for him, it's like I believe this, and if I can, if I can make that change. I mean, people aren't going to die because they don't eat meat for a day. No, like, I don't think that insane. at all. I so think it like, just it just the the preconceived notion of veganism. Yeah. If you're eating meat, is yeah. you, is usually that shit's crazy. You have to you don't get enough protein. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Right. If Morrissey comes in and you're eating a delicious chicken burrito, yeah. it's just so good. And they say you got to throw that shit away before he comes on stage, dude. It's it's adding to the problem because now you have the stigma attached in your brain and you just lost your chicken burrito. <laughs> I get it. So you're going to be pissed off, but you like, know? But is Morrissey like replacing those burritos with something else? <laughs> you know, like... No, it's not, it's not the actual... It's not the burrito. <laughs> it's, the, it's the purpose behind the burrito. I mean, you know it what I'm is. Saying? Because yeah. if you replace that burrito with like a vegetarian burrito, that person's not going to be pissed. Yeah. That person's pissed because they're... You, they think you're taking something away and they're missing out on something. Have you ever done that? Like snuck snuck vegan food and not told the person that it was... Oh, I do it all the time. I did yeah. it to my dad for almost like four months. He had a heart attack. And, no way. And uh, I started feeding him vegan food because I didn't want him to die. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like a very real thing that in this country we are... We overconsume food and we overconsume really bad food. Uh, so he ate a lot of meat. He ate a lot of meat. So uh, I would give him things, and not even like it. They were like steamed vegetables, and like it was things that like he just wasn't making for himself. I think that is a, a massive part of the problem too, as people just aren't cooking at home anymore. Yeah. Um. Because so you yeah, can go yeah. out anywhere and get vegetables, but usually at a restaurant. They're putting all kinds of salt and shit oh, and preservatives yeah. or whatever they have. You know, it's frozen or they, it's not good. At Wait, all. at a restaurant? Yeah, if you go to a restaurant, I mean. I guess it depends on what I'm restaurant. I'm saying like but chilies. Most <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get those, those crunk ass chilies vegetables where they're yeah. <laughs> frozen. Yeah. I mean, yes, if you're going to Chili's, probably not the best place to be getting. If you're going to Chili's, you might as well just get some, <laughs> some bullshit. Don't, get, don't go to Chili's and get, ask for the, the healthy options at Chili's. Yeah. 
I gotta say, I thought we were gonna be talking about like what my favorite vegetable was, and now we're talking about yeah. religion and <laughs> <laughs> the religion of veganism. veganism. <laughs> what is your favorite vegetable? Uh, What's the most versatile vegetable? The most versatile. I don't. My favorite vegetable. I don't. I honestly love all vegetables. Probably eggplant. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you can do a lot with that. You can do a lot with it, and it's just so, it's so good. If you know how to prepare it well, it tastes delicious, yeah. Are you usually replacing meat with fake meat, or do you usually use vegetables, and are you primarily... I love fake meat. I love, I love fake meat, too. Meat. It's delicious, yeah. I think it is delicious. It is processed, which I don't recommend 100% of the time, Um but I do love it. Yeah. I think it's a great option uh, as an alternative. With that being said, you can easily replace a, a mock meat with just regular vegetables. Whatever right. recipe you're doing, if you're making something with mock meat, just replace it with a vegetable, you know, six days out of the week and then eat that mock meat one day of the week. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I fuck with veganism. I've been vegetarian since I was like nine yeah, 10, like which that. is crazy because when I first met you, I had no idea. I honestly, probably for the first year that I knew you, I had well, no idea that you were. My mom was vegetarian, oh, okay. and so she cooked, and our dinners turned into vegetarian dinners. So I yeah. would sneak out and get all rebellious and shit, and go to Burger King yeah. and just get a burger. I always wondered that if you raise a, a child vegan or vegetarian, do they then want to rebel? And I think so. Yeah. Well, all my friends would eat burgers and all steaks and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And I felt like I was missing out on something. I used to really love steak. But then good. you went back to being vegetarian. So um, I did because my mom was right. Yeah. And I, <laughs> mom, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you were right the whole time. My you mom was good. woke as fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but I, I do miss, bacon was the last thing I gave up. And I really miss that stuff. So, oh, but I was gonna say, I still, I still cheese, eat fish every once yeah. in a while, but I'm, I'm primarily vegetarian. Vegan is a step that I want to take, but it seems very inconvenient. But I don't know. It's yeah. all, it's all in, in how you view it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very strongly about people giving up dairy. Dairy sucks. Almost, almost more than I do meat. I mean, the dairy industry is absolutely horrifying. Any, anything that you could fathom about the meat industry, it is 10 times worse in the dairy industry. So, wow. yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, there's so many alternatives now that like people not giving up, even just like basic things like milk, like switching your milk to almond Hold milk. On. Or, if you're listening to this and you drink milk, like if you have a glass of milk, <laughs> milk, milk, if you drink a glass of milk, Fuck you, dude. That is disgusting. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Well, not fuck you, now, but just maybe switch. Maybe just switch just it up. <laughs> Man, if you're drinking a glass of, if you are thirsty on a hot day and the first thing that comes into your mind is, damn, I want some cold milk. I cannot be friends with you. That was me. <laughs> that, that was me before, too. But, but. Before I was vegan, that was me. And so this is kind of my philosophy on veganism and, and telling people about veganism. 
I'm just not an asshole. I'm not an asshole to people. I ate meat. I ate cheese. I fucking loved. I would eat like blocks of cheddar cheese. It was so cheese gross. Is so, it's so good. Though, <laughs> it is. At the it's same so. Time. It's so good. But that's the thing about veganism that people don't understand is they think vegans think that all that food tastes like shit. But that's not what we're saying. We know it tastes good. We're just not going to eat it because we feel that the cruelty of these animals is bigger than any like any satisfaction we get out of the taste of those products. Interesting. So when people argue with me like, yeah, cheese tastes so good though. I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, there's so many things that go behind like making cheese. And you don't, and even, yeah, you don't even see what it is. Like the way they make cheese is so gross. Well, and, I actually explained this to someone recently and they had no idea that this is what happens in order for cheese to um, be made. Is that uh, animals get raped. Wait, cows what? get raped in order to get artificially inseminated to become Whoa. pregnant, and that's how milk is made. So, Whoa. because if you think about it, you can't have milk without being pregnant. So that is directly the dairy industry directly affects the veal industry. The veal industry is a byproduct of the dairy industry. So these baby cows are being killed because there's so many of them because they need to keep these cows pregnant wow. for the dairy industry. This is so deep. That's this just, is way no, deeper than I thought it was. That's get. absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it is. It's gross. It's out, well because it I don't even I look at it that way. But whenever I think of being vegetarian or being vegan, it's more of a selfish thing and a personal health thing. Yeah. The animals come into play, but I think my mom showing me all those documentaries when I was growing up, I shelved it in the back of my brain because it it's so disturbing yeah. that it's almost too much to take in. And you, you don't think about it when you're eating Domino's pizza and it comes in this nice box from a delivery person, but down the chain, it's... It's really bad and gross. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so gross. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I was listening to Mark Marin one time, and he said the thing that made me stop eating chicken. Actually, this was a few years ago. Was he said he went hunting with his friend for chicken, and they shot a chicken, plucked it, cooked it, ate it. <laughs> he said it tasted nothing like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> because the chicken we eat is so processed and yeah. pumped full of stuff or whatever they do to the chickens that it didn't taste like chicken meat and it yeah. freaked him out. And I think he stopped eating chicken at that point too. And I was, I'm done at that point. It, it's really bad. It's extremely bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't judge anyone who's not vegan. I have so many people in my life that aren't vegan and I love them just the same. You know, I, I can't fault them, you know, I try to teach them and a lot of them know it's not, you know, it's not, it's something that they have to like come to terms with on their own. Cause like I said, I was vegan. I went vegan for this guy and it, it wasn't the right reason. So I went back to eating meat. Like, but then years later I became vegan again because I was like, oh no, this is fucking the right thing I should be doing. This yeah. is absolutely, why would you do anything else? I, I shouldn't say that. That's very uh, naive of me to say, why would you do anything else? I'm very aware that there's well, you can not feel, people you can that feel can it, though. go uh, vegan. Personally, yeah. you can feel it when last night I had some potato tacos that had cheese on them and beans at this Mexican restaurant. 
a bunch of cheese. And I came home and I slept like shit last night because I ate a bunch of cheese. <laughs> yeah. So you can feel it when you're, so when you say I wouldn't do anything else or I wouldn't do it any other way, it's just because you know the, the feeling of being, uh, I don't want to say pure, but it's, it's a feeling of like, you don't get heavy after you eat food. Yeah, and I, yeah. don't get me wrong, I still feel that way sometimes, but it's because of things like wheat and, yeah. or it's not even gluten, it's wheat. It's what is... The processed fake meat, <laughs> that kind not of stuff. Not necessarily, but yes, because most of the time I'm deep frying it, so it's more so <laughs> the oil that I'm deep frying chicken, it in. Chicken, fake really chicken and waffles, and you're, oh God. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the processed foods, which I'm sure are not... Um, the best for you. But like I said, if you're not eating it, you know, seven days a week. So how do you go from going vegan for a boy to where you are now writing a cookbook and celebrity chef and all the the things you've done? Uh, Two totally different places in my life. Uh, Even when I, I went vegan, with my ex, it it wasn't really because of him. It was like, hey, we're going to save money. So like, I'm not going to eat at two different places if we, you know, it was more the convenience of it. And then when I went vegan uh, the second time, and I will say the first time I wasn't educated on it. I didn't know what was really behind uh, factory farming. And then as I educated myself on it throughout the years, um, and became more aware, mainly because of people that I hung out with when I lived in Baltimore um, that were in the vegan community that were very willing to like to teach me and mm. not not be preachy about it, but if I had a question, they'd be like, oh, here's the answer, and here's like the educated answer, not don't eat meat because it's bad. Like, yeah, 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 we all know this. Like, even people that eat meat know it to some extent. Like, they're, they know that that's an animal. For the most part, I think there is a dis... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a disconnect when you... Yeah. Like, I was talking about Domino's Pizza, or you yeah. buy chicken at the store, it's in this nice little wrapped package thing, and you start on the grill. You don't have to do anything. Growing up as children, you don't know that. You don't know that meat comes yeah, from... Yeah, absolutely. You know it, but it, there's that disconnect for yeah. sure. Yeah. So when I was living in Baltimore, I uh, was going to the farmer's market all the time, and I, I'd become a nanny after leaving the record label. And the child that I was watching, uh, they were mainly vegetarian, and I was cooking food for them. And then I would go home and I'd have like all these vegetables left over from the farmer's market. And I was trying to save money at the time. So I needed to figure out a way to, to cook food without uh, using meat and dairy because it was so expensive. If you go to the farmer's market and you actually buy meat that's not subsidized by the government, uh, it is so expensive. Yeah, like real meat. <laughs> real meat. It is so expensive. So I didn't buy eggs, uh, cheese, or meat. I was trying to be super healthy at the time. So all I had left over was vegetables and they were going bad in my fridge. And I'm like, I'm wasting money. Like, what do I do? Like, I'm like eating celery sticks at that point. And then uh, I was like, I'm just going to teach myself how to cook. 
just using vegetables, but I'm going to make it good because I love good food and I love like just comfort food, you know? So, so just experimenting? is Yeah, like- just experimenting. I burnt a bunch of shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I honestly, like I was just having fun. It was such a good time in my life where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and what... What I saw, I definitely didn't think cooking was going to be it, especially I was the fact that I was burning everything. I wasn't like, man, this is it. It was just one thing that I was trying at the time that I was like, I'll figure it out eventually, but I'm going to try a d- bunch of different things until one sticks. And I just couldn't give up cooking. I was in the kitchen every single day. I would wake up, my roommate at the time, God bless her. She was incredible because I would get home from work and I'd be in the kitchen until like midnight. Burning shit. Oh my gosh, just like ruining everything we had. It was, it was, it was great. It was great. Um, yeah, and I just got to, I got to figure out that you can uh, be vegan and eat really good food still and feel satisfied and still be healthy. I mean, like I don't get B12 shots regularly. I don't, I don't do any of that. And I really? still have great energy. I don't work out as much as I should, which is almost never. <laughs> so no supplements? Like um, some people no say you have to take iron or something or? I don't, I maybe I should take iron, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't feel. You don't notice anything. Unhe- yeah, I don't yeah. feel anything enough to be like, man, I feel like I'm deficient in something. Yeah. You know, Um which some people do. Everyone's different. I'm not saying by any means, if you're listening to this, that you shouldn't take B12, shouldn't um, take iron. Just go get, you know, go get a blood test. Go see a medical professional before you <laughs> take our advice on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give that I disclaimer mean, so, all the time. Like, I will. I will say. Like, does I your know, book have a disclaimer page <laughs> at the beginning? <laughs> If you are sensitive to basically everything, do not listen to this podcast. You're thinking like, fuck, maybe I should have a disclaimer page. Does my lawyer know about this? I mean, I've listened to podcasts before where they've said some incredibly insane things. So I think you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're burning shit. Burning shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then how Still do you... Still burning shit, by the way. That yeah. didn't go away, really, but... How do you get your first clients and how do you start on a path of making a, a career from burning uh, shit? <laughs> I think it it kind of just snowballed after that. I I started an Instagram account because at the time, like Instagram wasn't really a thing. It was like the second year Instagram ever existed. And I had an Instagram account and I was like posting food photos on my personal Instagram account. And one of my friends was like, can you just like start another Instagram account for I'm your sick of food? Looking at your like, shit, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like I love that you do food, but like maybe just like start another one so that like you can, you know, because it got to a point like, and food photos like they weren't post a one thing. more picture of Brussels sprouts, yo. <laughs> post one more picture of Brussels sprouts. That's a, I'm gonna unfollow you. Yeah, it, I mean, basically that's what she was saying, and honestly, I'm so thankful that she did hate it. You know, to this day, I think. And that's when Nom Yourself started. I did it as a joke. Like, it was a joke account. And now, anytime someone makes fun of Nom Yourself, I'm like, yeah, I know it's a stupid (laughs) name. Like, you don't have to tell me. I'm not taking this shit seriously. I like it. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, now it's grown on me. And I think for other people that... It's kind of like, go fuck yourself, but... Yes, (laughs) exactly. uh, A lot of people, like, 
they think it's not ironic and not something that's funny and not it didn't start you know people that follow me now a lot of people that have like been following me from the beginning uh they know that it's a joke like they yeah. know that it's something i started to kind of like post things like my failures that's what it started as i was posting my failures and then when i would succeed at something i would be so excited and all of these people would be so excited with me it was the greatest the greatest feeling it was it's so different than what my instagram account is now it was like a smaller community of vegans who were supporting each other and like I would follow these vegan accounts that would be doing the same thing where they would post food photography and I'd be like oh my goodness this is so cool like what a time to be alive like you are (laughs) we're literally posting photos of our food that is either shitty or amazing and we're like all cheering each other on in this journey and whatever it is. And helping each you other know? out would yeah. comment and say, yo, your oven temperature is way too totally. high. Or, yeah. 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 But it was like, it was a very, it wasn't like Instagram now is like everyone insulting each other on comments, mm. which is so bizarre. Yeah. Back then it was like, Hey, I noticed this. Maybe you could change this. Like everyone was trying to, make each other better you know what I mean that's cool yeah and it felt more like a community whereas now I'm sure it exists I just don't use social media for that anymore it's more of like hey I figured this out I have a job so I can't post recipes all the time (laughs) you know like it's more of just like an in-between for me and where I'm at now I'm not sure what it's gonna be but we'll get to that um yeah but yeah, I started Nam Yourself, the Instagram account. And then shortly after, people did start asking me for recipes and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, so I started a, a website and I learned how to code. Like I watched all these YouTube videos because it wasn't like Squarespace didn't exist. Like yeah. Wix maybe existed. It, I feel like it would have existed. so shitty back then. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it didn't ex- In my realm of what I was trying to do, like nothing like as easy as it is today to build a website existed. So I learned how to code and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. And then I realized that I have a job, so I can't make that happen. <laughs> so I would go to work and come home. And like any time I had to like put put a recipe up, I would stay up as late as I can, get up early in the morning. I, don't, I got no sleep for like a year straight. And then uh, after the website, I... I started doing interviews on the website and one of the first people I interviewed was this chef, Chad Sarno, who uh, is an incredible, incredible chef. And I think he was doing raw vegan at the time. Maybe not because he makes a lot of pasta, but he, um, his food was just like incredible. I saw photos of his food and I was just like, this can't be vegan. Like Damn. what I'm making compared to what this guy's making, <laughs> like like clearly I'm doing something wrong. Will like, to despair, what? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like what is happening? And I interviewed him and I just remember like, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy has the best outlook on life. And he just, the way he talked about food, the way he talked about what, he does and and creating food it just like was on a whole nother level and I think that is when um the idea of doing a cookbook came up 
But I'm like, who's going to freaking publish a cookbook from whatever? So I went on Google and I was like, how to publish a cookbook? Or like, no how to publish a book? And I was like, how to print a book? So I ended up uh, printing and publishing my first book by myself. Whoa. Like completely... I spent so much money. Like there was no like breaking even on that cookbook. I like probably went to the most expensive printer so that I could get it like color printed. And it is like the most ridiculous cookbook you've ever seen. There's Do you still like have maybe oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Whoa. Um there's maybe like three or four color photos in it. Like totally like I tried to do it as cheap as possible, which was still so expensive. Um, I think I made like 200 of them or something, the first one. And then so the first one sold out, uh, and which was great. But then I went on to, uh, to keep doing the Instagram and the website and just like things that I enjoyed. It was just a hobby to me and it was something I did on the side, like I said, until I found out what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> um, and then and then I met a community through Instagram of vegans. Uh, at the time, Steve Barra, the skateboarder, was vegan. And he introduced me to a girl named Melissa Danis, who you also know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to Los Angeles and I met a bunch of vegans. Tony Canal, the basis of No Doubt. Uh, Brendan Brazier, the he at the time he was the owner of Vega, the protein, the vegan protein. I love that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And so we all went out to dinner uh, at Veggie Grill because I was like, "There's this great <laughs> restaurant, Veggie Grill," and they pro- all were probably like, "What is this girl talking about?" <laughs> I still think Veggie Grill is great. Uh, it's it's great, great. I had it the other night. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we all went out to dinner and. Just like the community here was incredible. And um, Melissa, me and Melissa became best friends right away. I thought she was like the raddest chick. Yeah. Um, and she, she took me to Crossroads, which is a restaurant in Los Angeles, an incredible vegan restaurant in Los Angeles. And uh, while we were at Crossroads, I... Saw we saw Jeremy Piven and Ron Jeremy at the <laughs> restaurant, not together, um, that night. And I went home and I like made a joke because I thought it was hysterical that they were both there. Jeremy Piven from Entourage and yes. Ron Jeremy, the infamous porn yeah. star. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I at that point I don't even think I'd ever like seen a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like yeah, to yeah. me, it was like I'm in LA and everyone's like. Like every, it was like the typical like LA experience that you would think like anyone would have. I, you know, like I'm eating at this vegan restaurant with food that like I couldn't even imagine, and there's just celebrities everywhere. It was great, and uh, so I made this joke on Twitter when I got home, and my cooking at that point was pretty good. Like the things that I was posting like looked decent, whatever. Um, I made a joke saying that it was a Ron Jeremy Piven night at, <laughs> at Crossroads, which, by the way, isn't even that funny, but I thought it was hysterical. Uh, and so Jeremy Piven uh, was like, hey, are you a personal chef? Like, I'm looking for uh, to eat vegan because he went back and forth with eating a vegan diet. Uh, he was pescatarian for a little bit and, and whatever. Um, but... Melissa, so me and Melissa 
this is my first week in Los Angeles, by the way. So me and Melissa go up and I'm like, yeah, I could totally be a personal chef. Like in my mind, I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen. I immediately like was very fearful of the whole situation because I, I at that point like only cooked for family and friends and you know it's like yeah. they how honest could they really be with you like everyone loved it but you know like <laughs> are they just it to the saying dog under that? The table. Yeah, yeah totally I uh, I have no idea so um, we we went to his house uh, me and Melissa who was like acting as my manager at that time because I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> and she like had been involved in the community for a long time at that point and uh, she's just super smart so I was like hey uh, let's like go to this thing you're going to be my manager <laughs> let's like I guess that's this is what I'm going to do, gonna it, do. that's how yeah. you have to do it when oh, you just, absolutely. you're because going for it yeah I didn't know that's what I wanted to do until I did it and I remember uh, the first time that I cooked for him he was filming Entourage at the time and it was the best experience I could have ever asked for. He went to the set of Entourage? No. So he was filming it at the time. So that's why he needed Uh, meals is like he was super busy. So he needed like someone to be cooking for him because I don't think that they had vegan meals on set at the time. Mm. Um, But he, I would make meals and then drop it off. And I remember the first night I had ever cooked for him. I was sitting in my room, literally not thinking about anything, but <laughs> is he going to text me and be like, this was <laughs> shitty. So Do you remember what you cooked Please him? don't. Yes, I, I remember the probably exact exactly. thing. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. What I remember I made, uh, I made cashew cheese the night before and I made him like this beet salad with arugula, um, cashew cheese, like a balsamic reduction, um, what else did I make? Uh, I made uh, crispy cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Uh, he was gluten-free at the time, too. Um, butternut squash, <laughs> rice. like Just, like, really basic things. But, like, at the time, I was trying to perfect those things, you know? So I well, made still, everything. And you don't know how it's going to keep or whatever oh, when totally. you're, when you're sending it off that to That is him the hardest thing about what I do is yeah. like, yeah, you can make great food, but like, can you make great food that's going to last a day? Right. Because these, when I drop off food, it's like you drop off food for that day, the next day, and sometimes the day after that. Really? Yeah. Damn. So you have to make sure that this food is, is holding up. Um, and yeah, I, I just waited uh, to get a text and all it said was, can you come back tomorrow? And I remember I had Whoa. a flight out the next day to go back to Baltimore and I changed it. And I was like, or back to New York rather. And I changed it and um, and I stayed another week and then I just cooked for him. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Like, no way. I, it made me so happy. The satisfaction I got out of like that anxiety of waiting to see if that person thought it was good. And to this day, like, even if I'm cooking for my mom, like, just the, like, will they think it's good? Like, I don't know. You know, it's, (laughs) I thrive on that. And I feel like anything that you can take fear from and be, like, excited about it is what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Anything you're like, I'm afraid of this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like, that is it. Because there's a ton of shit. literally living yeah, life. totally. That's living life. Totally. But I I yeah. will say I'm I'm afraid of a ton of things and not everything am I like, yeah, I'm going to do this anyway. 
I feel like if if you have that thing, you're super lucky to be able to push yourself past, you know, yeah. being afraid of it and and do it anyway. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So that's that is how it started. That is how I became a personal chef. And you and then you started going on the road with musicians and stuff. Yeah, and I actually skipped a massive part of my <laughs> life. <laughs> right after uh, I got the gig with Jeremy, I actually, I uh, want to say, oh no, I toured with Ellie Golding right after that. Um, I started talking to her on Twitter. Like social media changed my whole life. Like as much as people hate on it, I've connected with so many people that are just super creative and want to give veganism a chance or are vegan already and just like super psyched to try new things or just like talk about veganism. Like I have people messaging me all the time just to be like, this is great. We're both vegan. This is awesome. You know, it's like you're bonding. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And it's really cool to see people from all walks of life, all different avenues of creativity. Um, have everyone come together on like this one common thing is that we just don't want animals to be tortured, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Is it, it's different on the road. I would, I would imagine. Try to uh, cook on cooking, a bus. Or, yes. Abs- yeah. It is way different. Uh, there's different types. Like uh, for the blink tour, I, we had a kitchen where we would pop up every day. And so it was a little bit easier. There's tours where I don't have a kitchen and I got to have to figure it out. Either use the venue, um, the venue kitchen or find a hotel nearby and ask them to use their kitchen. There's, yeah, there's definitely different kind of tiers of what I do and the clients that I have and things that, we just have to figure out <laughs> the logistics of yeah that's cool yeah so so what now where, where are you going what's what's the next know. step i have no idea you got social I'm so media excited on lock you're, you're doing your thing well i guess uh after the self published cookbook came out um I actually got approached by penguin publishing because an intern at penguin publishing um picked up my cookbook and she was vegan and she gave it to the senior editor there. The OG cookbook. The OG cookbook. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) jeez. So they emailed me and they're like, hey, we want to talk to you about putting out a cookbook. And I'm like, like I grew up on Penguin. Like my aunt is- huge. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt is uh, an author and she used to do children's cookbooks. She also does like- uh, um, She does a bunch of different books, but- I grew up literally just like reading Penguin books. Um, And so when I walked into their office, I basically was just going in there to entertain them and be like, this is what I'm doing. And then expecting (laughs) to leave and be like, oh, that was a cool experience. I'm glad I got to like go into the Penguin office. And they were like, no, we want to do a book with you. We want to do a cookbook. And like four months later, we put out a cookbook. It was it was pretty insane. We Whoa. that was a, it was a very very fast turnaround time. So I think my next cookbook, I'm gonna take a lot more time on it. And that's where I'm at now. Is that if this ta- it takes me two or three years to put out another cookbook, like I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I don't want to rush into anything. I think 
I think the cookbooks that I put out already were good for people that are just getting into veganism and trying to like try new things, you know. But the next one I put out, I really want it to be something that I'm super proud of and I I'm putting out there where I'm at at this moment in cooking and in the techniques I've learned and the things that I've learned from other people. Yeah. Um, I want to make that a massive part of my next cookbook. Yeah. How does that work in cooking where you, there's only so many ways that you can do something. Is that, is that right? Or are you, are you finding new ways to cook certain types of foods and combine certain things? I think it's just doing the same thing a little bit differently. You know, I, I, I feel like any technique someone has, like, obviously there's like massively talented chefs out there, but for the like average home cook that, you know, is reading a cookbook, there's only so many ways you can do certain things. Um, I just think that some people aren't thinking of those ways at all. And that's why cookbooks are helpful. Yeah. So what, what's your go-to when you, when you get home at night and you're tired from work, assuming that you haven't been cooking all day? I was just going to say with, Postmates. Yeah. <laughs> Postmates is my go-to. Hashtag Postmates. Sponsor me. <laughs> um, what's your go-to? What's an easy thing that you could give away for free 99 right now that you would, you would recommend eating? Uh, uh, rice and veg- veggies like that yeah. is if I can like prep rice and veggies once a week I would live off of it really? I mean I should say I can prep rice and veggies <laughs> and I should be living off of it but uh, at the moment I don't but that is the easiest thing if you can like just prep a bunch of that and then like any energy you have left in you at the end of the day to just like make a sauce like there's nothing better than like than that yeah. It's so satisfying. You cooked it yourself. You like there is just something way more gratifying about something you made. Is is there beef in the vegan community? And that's not, that's no pun intended. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is, Have is, you been waiting to say this joke? No. no, no. <laughs> I was time. just I'm just going to ask if uh it goes off of the other question of there's only so many ways you could do something. So obviously you have to be inspired by another chef or a way that's been done it's been done before yeah totally. right so is there in, in stand-up comedy there's people that steal other people's jokes yeah in, in rap music there's beef so <laughs> is yeah, there, is I'm there sure. I vegan mean, chefs out there like yo you took my fucking marinade cuz like <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe not that I know. I mean, look, we all do the same thing. Just like I said, a different yeah. way. It's not like, you know, I I feel like because what I think the end goal is, is to get people to stop eating animals. Yeah. I'm never like, oh my gosh, this person did, you know, this the same. It's like, dude, who cares? There's so many people in the world. <laughs> We're trying to reach all of those people, you know, and yeah. whatever way you can do that, if you figured out a better way to do my recipe, do it. Like a thousand percent do it because the only way that this is going to to get better is for the cooking to get better and to people to realize that these That's options a good way to look are at getting it. better. I think I think some people with egos would be kind of juiced. Oh, totally, especially if, chefs. If took, chefs have massive egos. That's I'm, what I mean. So but, if you're cooking in a certain way, like yo, I put 
cinnamon on my chicken and waffles and then you yeah, come you yeah. know somebody else comes out and they they call it cinnamon toast fucking waffles yeah. or whatever it happens all the you time you just have I've to be it. like oh okay i'll let you have that i've been there when it has happened to other people and they're going through it and they're trying to decide whether or not they should say something and like look at the end of the day like is it worth it you know like Probably being not. creative it's like yeah you're so psyched about this thing to have someone then and go like just like take it from you. If you did it really well, then like it's not going to matter that that person copied copied you. One hundred billion percent <laughs> in all forms of creativity in yeah. music. I mean, don't get me wrong, every, though. I everything. do. I do think that there is something to be said, though, about people with bigger influence taking things from people that don't have absolutely bigger influence, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that is an issue for yeah. sure. Um, I think that people that don't credit people for their influence too is a major issue. Um, You've seen that happen before. The what? You've seen that happen before. Where yeah, some, where somebody oh, will just take somebody's shit. Absolutely, yeah. I, it's specific, um, specific things where I've seen people in vegan communities um, take other people's ideas, and these are small businesses. I'm not even talking about like online and them just like creating shit and putting it out there because that whatever it's a picture or a recipe or whatever. But these are like small businesses, you know, screwing with the livelihood of other like mom and pop shops, and that's not okay. But that's anything. Yeah. That's not just veganism. That's not just, you know, the restaurant industry, the food industry. That, that's everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I listened to your podcast. Uh, what was the illustrator's name? Oh, Ray. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. And he about was talking about, art. yeah, about totally. stealing art. And so in, in every form, you know, it's happening. So. But that's what makes the world go around at the same time. It's a fine line. But I think like you were saying, it's, it's about giving credit where credit is due. Yeah, in the totally. first place. So. But to be honest, like if I love what I do and I'm not going to stop at that like one thing I'm good at, I'm going to keep going to figure out what other good things, you know, I can yeah. do. And uh, if someone literally blatantly took something from me, like cool, they need it more than I do, you know, apparently. So I'm not, I'm not going to like stop what I'm doing to be angry about that. I'm just going to come up with something else, you know. How long has it taken you to learn how to make food look good? Is that a, is that a difficult task? Like when you played it yeah, to take pictures sure. of took, it? To that took some time. If you go all the way back into my Instagram, I've, I've always like been obsessed with plating because I think if, if something looks good, it's like, well, I don't know what they say. It's like 60% yeah. of, you know. Yep. Um, but I think... For me, plating it is the art form of it. You know, cooking is too, the process of cooking. But when you're plating, like, that is, like, what people, the reaction, the first reaction people will have towards whatever you made, you know? Yep. So, to me, it, it means a lot. And it it took me a long time to kind of even just, like, begin to understand. And how I plate things now isn't, you know, super fine dining and whatever. But, like, the people that do... Um, spend time truly plating food. It's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, and even if you're cooking for yourself, it it matters. You know. Oh, definitely. I will say though that like I know what goes into it. I know the behind the scenes of it. So I'll just put food on a plate. Like I'm <laughs> not care. fancy about it. <laughs> but those people that are eating at a restaurant, those people that are eating, you know, your guests, they don't know what I, like 
truly 100% what went behind it. They don't know the shopping at the market you did. They don't know, right. you know, everything, every thought process, every every step that it took to get that meal on the plate. So you have to show them beyond what those steps were, why this meal is good. And that's where plating comes in. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, plating, that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say your dream collaboration would be with on any front. It doesn't have to be necessarily a cooking collaboration or anything. Um, have you thought about going outside of cooking and doing like, uh, I know you cook for musicians, but a music collab, an art collab of any sort? You mean sort? like me singing or something? No, just, I don't know, you you cooking while somebody's making oh, a like, song that's definitely or, out of the question. or just anything like that. You would uh, be cooking and they would be making a song at the same time or doing a painting, I don't know. Any sort of creative collaboration that you've kicked around no, in your head? I mean, not necessarily in that aspect as far as them, like, them doing their medium while I'm doing mine, but I think like one thing that I really do want to do is do a YouTube channel that has me being in the kitchen with people while they try to cook vegan food. <laughs> oh, they're going to try to cook. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Like, I think that is like, <laughs> that's my dream is to be... In a situation where people are just as vulnerable as I was when I first started cooking. That's like, awesome. Because even if people know how to cook, if you ask people to cook vegan food, most of the time they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. So even really good home cooks, you put them in a kitchen, you're like, hey, cook a vegan, a vegan meal. It's a very interesting uh, situation that happens. So yeah, that that would be like my dream collaboration is to just do that with a bunch of different people. Like Tobias Harris, uh, who well was on the LA Clippers. He just right. he just got Philly. Yes, it <laughs> <laughs> um, was kind of one of my dream people to do that with because he's great. But we'll just have to go to Philly to do that now. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, I have a laundry list of people that I would love to just like get in the kitchen with and just see them cook and help them and like be able to be that um, that person for them that introduces them and teaches them how to like make, you know, just staple vegan food. That's amazing. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all the questions you got? I think that's all I got. I mean, there's there's other questions, but we went over a lot of stuff, so. Yeah. We covered the basics, religion, (laughs) (laughs) hardcore and veganism and straight edge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty much it. Well, thanks for having me. Has it been an hour already? It's been about an hour. Yeah. We've been just talking shit for an hour. That sounds great. Yeah. And it's late. You showed up late, so. I did show up late. I apologize. Helping friends move. Helping friends move, which is why I showed up in my Ghostbusters. (laughs) Oh, those are your moving clothes. (laughs) (laughs) You have a moving outfit. Ironically, (laughs) it looks like I have a moving outfit. Ironically, I did shower and change after. So this is what I put on after I moved. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I'll take a picture. We'll put it online. Sick. Super tight. (laughs) Thanks for being here, dude. Thanks for having me. I did not get the picture of the onesie, but it was amazing. It was very Ghostbusters-esque. What a great episode. Thank you, Mary, for sharing your story. You can check out Mary online at nomyourself.com. That's N-O-M, yourself.com. And on Instagram at nomyourself. Check out her book entitled Nom Yourself, Simple Vegan Cooking. It's available in like 
27 different languages. It's all over the internet. It's all over bookstores. Go check it out. Mary and myself, we've been working on a few different collaborations, some cooking videos, some cool projects we got coming up in the future. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. You can hit me up at supertightco on Instagram and all social platforms. Be sure to subscribe, share this episode with a friend. Let's get it popping, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Super Tight.